0: Hi everyone, welcome back to Rise and Shine, a show looking at life through the perspective of four Asian American teens living in the Pacific Northwest. I'm Grace. I'm Sophie.
1: I'm Ava. And I'm Lauren.
0: And before we get started, I just wanted to mention a couple of things. The first one being uh, the amount of downloads we've reached. Uh, we went from 550 to almost 650 within the span of a week, and we're so, so grateful for that. Uh, Thank you so much. And another thing is that we wanted to quickly uh, spotlight what is happening in our world today. With all the violence towards Asian Americans, we feel like it's our duty to speak up about it. So if you want to hear more about that, we've made an episode called Attacks on Asian Americans and How to Help. And we have all the links to all the places you can reach out to and donate. And just remember to be anti-racist and educate yourself. Today we're going to be talking about beauty standards as well as our insecurities and we'll give some advice about what we've learned so far. So yeah, let's get started. What do you guys know about beauty standards? Like
2: to you guys, what is the beauty standard? Um, I think like tall, skinny, blonde hair, blue eyes, light skin, like no acne, uh that's kind of what I know as the beauty standard, just based off of all the models here in America, like you have to be skinny, like I said, like really skinny, and I think, um. Mostly like Eurocentric features are really um, sought out here, I think, like blonde hair, blue eyes. Um, And yeah, that's what I know about the beauty standard um, in America.
3: I mainly know like beauty standards of like East Asia and China and everything. I know they really like to be really pale and basically white because I'm pretty sure that Like if you were tan or anything, it would show that you were out working in the fields and those who were more pale were the ones who were living like a good life inside and everything. And that's pretty different than, um, I think, Western beauty standards, because most people, I think, want to be sort of tan in here, like in America. And then I also know for some reason, like I watch a lot of Chinese like dramas with my mom And I always see that they have really straight eyebrows. I'm not sure if that's really a beauty standard, but that's just something that I've noticed while watching those like Chinese movies and TV shows. And then I think just in general, just being pretty skinny. And yeah, that's pretty much all I know.
0: Yeah, like what you said about the eyebrows, I'm like pretty sure arched eyebrows are like older people. And then the straight like eyebrows that just go like, literally parallel to like the ground um those kind of eyebrows um are supposed to like signify like youth like when you're so young so I guess that's something to think about yeah I don't know I don't really think about American beauty standards anymore I personally like to be optimistic and I'm just like well you know what there is no beauty standard like America is so diverse it's not true Um, and we still have a lot of work to do, but I mainly think about like what Ava said and, um, like the East Asia beauty standards. And to be honest, like for a really long time and like still now, that's all I think about. It's always in my head. And like, every time I look in the mirror, I like think about like what Ava mentioned, like pale, um, straight eyebrows, uh, skinny, that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, I think adding on to you guys for East Asian countries, what I've noticed is really skinny. It doesn't really matter like where whereas with the US, they want you to have a thin waist, but have like curves and whatever with the East Asian countries, it's mostly just the skinny and that's it. And also pale like you guys were saying.
0: Yeah, so I kind of wanted to focus on Asian beauty standards for this episode only because I feel like we all listen to K-pop or we watch uh, Asian dramas and we kind of have a gist of what these like perfect uh, Asian celebrities look like. And I honestly just want to talk about that and like what we've noticed other than like the beauty standards. Like, do you guys know about, you know, the beauty standard of having like a certain knee shape or like a certain shaped and sized head like do you guys know
2: anything about that um no the only time I've heard about that was like from that one time you mentioned it when you were planning this episode a while ago I remember you talked about knee shape and I was like uh (laughs) like yeah I've never heard of that yeah it's
0: crazy (laughs) um they have like videos on YouTube I was on Korean YouTube the other day and they have videos on like how to get um like, calves that are, like, shaped in a certain way and how to, like, um, like give yourself a face massage so, like, your nose points in a certain, like, way. I don't know. It's crazy. Um, I feel like that's why maybe
1: South Korea is sort of, like, the plastic surgery hub of the world. So, like, you guys were saying about, like, curve or, like, the knee thing. Um, like random youtube videos will come up on my recommended and it'll be like how to get black pink's 90 degree shoulders oh my god you know that and i think like when people make the videos about insecurities it always makes me more insecure because it's like let's talk about insecurities and the thumbnail will be like hip dips i'm like what even is that like do i have Mm -hmm. those you know yeah i don't know a lot of like market
0: Type like stuff you buy, products you buy, they're all marketed towards just like people who are insecure. And I think people actually got more insecure after like certain products or exercises came out. Like what you said about hip dips, like nobody knew what those were until some fitness influencer went and started making videos about how to get rid of them. And it's just, it's just awful because, like you said, I didn't know what certain things were until people started making videos about how to get rid of them.
1: Yeah I saw this post the other day and it was like imagine how many companies would be out of business if we all like loved ourselves and that was really interesting to me like even like skincare stuff like it's good to keep good skin but like if you were like really confident in your acne like oh this is a normal thing opposed to having these like really like people like companies will make really like not scientifically accurate products in order Mm -hmm. for people to um think that they're working like the whole placebo effect yeah
0: and I just I'm not sure how I feel about like the whole skincare craze because um a lot of the skincare that is actually like really good is Korean skincare and Korean skincare is also problematic because they have like skin bleaching products.
1: Oh yeah, I've heard of that.
0: Yeah, there was this one Korean celebrity, I forgot her name, but she was just a really like tan kid growing up, which I relate to, and every night before bed, she would put on like a layer of sunscreen and she would make it like a like a skin bleaching uh like face mask.
2: And now like she's like pretty pale
0: and that's just so like messed up.
2: Yeah, I think I kind of relate to that. So I've been pretty tan my whole life. Uh, The exception is right now, though, haven't been outside in a bit because COVID kind of kept me. (laughs) So but growing up, I I've always been really tan and I never really paid attention to that until this one time I was in like third grade. I was wearing shorts and this girl came up to me and she's like, why are your legs so dark? And I was like, uh, like, I don't know. Like, I'm Filipino. What do you think? But then after that, I didn't wear shorts again. <laughs> I was like, is it bad? Because I didn't, like, really care about my skin color until then. So that was, that was kind of mean. Like, I, I didn't realize it until somebody brought it up. And I kind of, I've had that with a lot of my facial features, like my nose. Um, I never noticed that it just like wasn't sharp or anything until I started getting videos like how to make your nose look smaller, how to permanently like shrink your nose or whatever. And so that kind of caused my little like phase where I really wanted to change my nose. And then freckles and acne, like I didn't pay attention to those. I have both of them, by the way, just for context. But then I saw a lot of beauty influencers like talk about how to cover them up and I was like wait am I supposed to be doing that so I think yeah I've been really influenced by media about what the beauty standard is and like how I don't fit into it you know what I'm saying
1: yeah that's why I think um social media can be so damaging for young kids is they see these things that are like like just like what we were saying how to fix the and they're like oh shoot do I need to fix this One really, like, those are what the things that make them unique and beautiful and they're normal things, you know? This is sort of, like, not really etiquette because it's not a good thing, but what I've
0: noticed is that American culture is very, very, very different from Korean culture in the sense that, like, when you see someone on the street and they happen to, um, I don't know, be, like... I guess on the chubbier side or something uh, whatever that means to you um, you like don't point it out whereas like I've seen in a lot of movies like you you make nicknames about being fat to the fat kid or you make nicknames about being scrawny to the scrawny kid and I've noticed that in Korea even though their beauty standards are so so like stupidly high and really like unachievable They don't really, like, um, point stuff out about other people. Like, you might think it to yourself, but you, like, don't say it out loud, which is why I was really shocked when, like, Sophie said, a bunch of, like, little kids when I was little, they would, like, point stuff out about me because, you know, if I did that, that would not be good. So I think, like, another thing to teach your kids is to just, like, don't point out stuff about people that has to do with something that they can't change right away because that's so, so damaging. And it can lead to, like, really bad things, too. So I think the golden rule should not only be, like, treat others how you want to be treated, but also, like, don't point stuff out that they can't change right away.
1: Yeah, I think also a big part of, like, the um, little kid thing is... Like, a big thing for me is, like, nobody was like, oh, you're blah, 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 It was my friends talking about themselves and being like, oh, I'm so fat. Oh, I hate this about myself. Oh, I hate that about myself. When I'm literally, like, the dub- double the size of them. And I'm like, if they think they're fat, then what do they think about me? What should I be thinking about myself? So, it's this really fine line of not pointing out things about others while also learning to love others, but also learning to love yourself. Mm. Preach. I love that.
3: Hashtag <laughs> preach.
1: <laughs> like
0: while we're on the topic of loving ourselves, I feel like you know, even though I had BTS, I wasn't exactly <laughs> great about loving myself. And I kind of want to get into that. Um I have like an eyelid journey and I have a hair journey. Which one do you guys want to hear first? eyelid eyelid okay yeah should we go with eyelid guys sure okay so another like beauty standard of South Korea is having double eyelids and if you don't know what that is um there's monolids where it's just like one like eyelid and then double eyelids is when you have a crease and having double eyelids not only makes your eye look bigger, but it sort of like opens up your eye. And I think monolids are really cool. Like my dad has monolids um, and a lot of models have monolids, but I did not think they were cool um, a couple years ago, more like a year ago or like six months ago. But I've grown a lot since then, I promise. Uh, I never knew what they were until my parents said I have lost them so when I was a toddler I did not have double eyelids and then I got to like age eight or nine ten um when I started being in front of the camera more and I have a lot of pictures from them I had a double eyelid on my left eye but not my right which was really strange but I figured it had something to do with genetics because my mom does have like she has like quadruple eyelids and then my dad has monolids. Um, but I really started like getting into it when we went to a Daiso. I don't know how you say it, Yeah, Dyson. but yeah, Daiso. OK, uh, here in Seattle. And they have something called double eyelid tape. And it's basically a piece of tape that's cut out to the contour of your eye. And it has like two little pieces of paper and you peel them off and you stick them on your eye. And then you fold in your eye and it just kind of sticks there. So it makes it look like you have double eyelids. And I was like, guys, am I about to be my own plastic surgeon? So I bought like 10 packs and I bought all the little like tools. Like, you know, like the little pointy things you stab your eyelid with. And I was, like, so excited. And I'm not going to lie. I did that for about a year. And what people don't know is that, like, I would wake up in the morning. I would take my double eyelid tapes off. I would put new ones on. I would do my thing, brush my teeth, eat breakfast, get ready. And then right before I got on the bus, I would peel them off. And then there's still some like sticky residue left. Right. And I just like stuck them on. I was like, yeah, And then I went to school. And then after I went to school, I came home and then, um, I put the tapes on and yeah, it was basically just a repetition of me putting these tapes on my eyelids. And then I wouldn't say it exactly worked. Um, It obviously doesn't, like, change the shape of your eyelid overnight. Um, And then over quarantine, because we couldn't go out. And I didn't really want to order a bunch of them online because they're more expensive. But um, I stopped doing that. And instead, I just started kind of, like, massaging my eye like this. I'm, like, doing it right now. I just took my uh, fourth finger or my pinky. And I would just, like, drag them across my eye. And after... I drag them, like, they, they, like, pop back into the double eyelid. And I was like, guys, I just discovered my, like, newest thing. And I was so happy about that. And I would get, like, a toothpick or, not a needle, guys, I didn't go that far, but (laughs) a toothpick or, like, like, some sort of, like, pointy object. And I would just drag it along the contour of my, like, quote-unquote, like, double eyelid. And one day, I woke up, and I looked in the mirror, and I was like, guys, do I have, like, double eyelids now? And I've always, I had it on and off on my left eye, but never on my right eye, but for the first time, I got it in my right eye, and I was so happy, and, like, people started noticing it, too, and another thing is, like, whenever I put on eye makeup, um, the eye makeup is kind of heavy, so it almost, like, creates that double eyelid for me and I was like discovering all these new things and now that I look back on it like now I get double eyelids on and off again um when my eyes are puffy or when I'm tired they just kind of disappear but um yeah I just now that I'm looking back on it like I went crazy over the shape of my eyes and a lot of it does derive from wanting to look more white and wanting to have Eurocentric features. But another big part of it is the actual standards of my like, I guess my like own people. Um, and it's just like really sad that I spent so much time like looking at myself in the mirror and picking myself apart when I could have been like, I don't know, studying or practicing violin. Um, and I wasted so much time because of my eyelids, so. That's sort of my eyelid story, and now, um i don't I don't really do that anymore, to be honest. I don't even have money to buy eyelid tape um and I don't have time to do my eyelid massages, but yeah, all of this was pretty recent, to be honest.
2: right. I think I actually heard of this before, so a while ago, like a long, long time ago, I was on YouTube and I saw this thing, and it was like, double eyelid surgery like and then this girl she talked about how she always used eyelid tape um to give herself a double eyelid uh and then she eventually got surgery for it and she was like happier with it so I was like okay like that's cool and then I was like thinking I was like wow I'm really grateful I have double eyelids like would I have to go through all of this if I didn't um -hmm. so that was just like some food for thought I I was introduced to that idea pretty early on and I was like, whoo, thank God I have double eyelids, you know?
0: I think um, a lot of it is also just, like, you g- get so easily influenced by other people. Um, there's this Korean, like, TV show. It's called Hello Counselor. And while it was very problematic, um, I used to watch it. And there's this one episode... Um, And it was about these two sisters. And basically the concept of the show is that people try to compete for the thousand dollar prize by having the biggest problem. So they'll pull out like abusive husbands, um, insecurities, you know, all like gambling problems, drinking problems, all of that. And they'll go on the show and be like, so this is our problem and it's so bad. Please help us. And there aren't actual like. Uh, therapists or like counselors on there it's just comedians and celebrity guests and they come on there and they try to give them their advice and you can see how that would not work out but basically the two sisters they went on the show and the younger sister went on complaining about her older sister and how her older sister was like the prettiest girl in their town um and she literally looked like a doll like she was pretty i'm not gonna lie and she had double eyelids and the girl the younger sister she didn't and at first i was confused i was like huh like what does she mean she literally has like the biggest eyes ever and it was later revealed on the show that the younger sister got plastic surgery and the younger sister was like not that much older than us like, when she got plastic surgery, she was probably 16. Um, because on that show, she was, like, 17. So that just, like, blew my mind. And nobody was like, oh, my God, you got plastic sur- Like, who let you do that? Everybody was like, yep. Like, a lot of students get plastic surgery during vacations and for birthday presents. And that just blew my mind.
2: Yeah. I think you, you talked about that before this one time when we were FaceTiming, you talked about, um, like a lot of people in Korea, especially get surgery for birthday presents and stuff. And I was like, mm-hmm. I was really thinking about that. And I was like, wow, there's something wrong there. I mean, I would be lying if I said like, I didn't want plastic surgery before. Cause I definitely did, um, with my nose. And, um, I don't know if you guys know this, but um, I have like a bump on my nose and I've always hated that bump. Well, I mean, not always. When I was like, well, when I saw other people's noses and I was like, oh, theirs are nice. They're nice and pointed. They have that little slidey shape. I always wanted that since like fifth grade, I think. And I really wanted to get a nose job at one point because um like I thought if I had that nose, I would just be so pretty. Like nothing would go wrong because I would be so pretty. Uh, and I eventually kind of moved on from that. Not really sure how. I didn't, I didn't start to love it because I still don't like my nose. I just sort of accepted it. I was like, okay, it's fine. It's whatever. Um, but I, I remember finding out that plastic surgery was an option. And I was like, whoa, like this is life changing. Am I finally going to like look how I want to look? And I think that's great. Like, if you want to get it, that's awesome. But I don't think that's a good thing to think about when you're so young, because you're just focusing on, like, what you want to change instead of the features that you like.
0: And not to make um, your problems uh, seem less or not to, like, not validate your feelings, but The thing is, just for like context, Sophie talked about this bump on her nose. And I'm going to be honest, maybe I just don't look at Sophie closely enough, but I didn't know about it or notice it until she mentioned it. And even when she mentioned it, it wasn't really like, oh, I'm going to go and look for it. Like, even if I had tried to do that, like, I wouldn't just be like, oh, there it is. Like, it's so obvious. (laughs) Like, I don't like, I still don't know what it looks like. And somebody needs to, like, take a picture and point it out to me because I literally haven't seen it. <laughs> and I know that's so mean. Like, maybe I should look at you closely, Sophie. But, um, like, to Sophie, obviously, I'm hearing that that was a big insecurity of yours. But to other people, such as me, even, like, your closest friends, I didn't really notice it, if I'm going to be honest. So that just mm-hmm. kind of gives you... Like an idea of how like big or small your problems can be. But you're, beautiful.
3: you're yeah, so no, beautiful. I don't know how that I've always <laughs> really liked Sophie's nose. Like I've always wanted to have a nose like Sophie. I was like, wow, Sophie's nose is so nice. So it's kind of crazy mm-hmm. to see how
0: you really? are actually insecure. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, you have I like a really like high
3: nose. nose. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know. I've always been pretty insecure <laughs> about my nose, but like, yeah. I feel like everybody's had like a nose phase.
2: Mm-hmm
0: um for a while I actually have a nose story now that I think of it I'll keep it short though I used to I don't know what they're called they're not paper clips, but the clothes like Mm. the the like laundry yeah yeah
2: those clips
0: I used to put them on my nose
2: yeah same I put (laughs) them on like the end of my nose because I wanted it to be slimmer Mm -hmm. I think I thought about it but I was too really yeah (laughs) I thought about it so
0: yeah Yeah. it's crazy like I like hurt myself cuz I thought it would work but yeah it's just really sad. it just didn't
2: work yeah <laughs> guys just for anybody listening it doesn't bit. work
0: yep don't do this at home <laughs> yeah don't do anything we just talked about at home yeah um please do not try to carve your eyelids with toothpicks yeah uh
2: uh-huh.
0: um, but yeah I actually I'm like <laughs> I kind of want to talk about, like, our hair journeys now. Um, The thing is, Sophie, Lauren, and Ava, they have stunning hair. Like, we had a photo shoot yesterday, and I was like, y'all, like, (gasps) why does everybody have such nice hair? Um, Lauren's hair was down, and obviously she looked like a fairy, Mm -hmm. but Ava finally took it out of that ponytail And she was like shaking it and I thought I was seeing her in slow motion and I couldn't (laughs) tell if I wanted to be her or be with her like she looked so good and she was just like like she had like no expression on her face but she still looked so happy because of her beautiful hair and like Sophie took it out of her bun and it's like it's, like, wavy, and it had curls in the end. And, oh, my God, I could not style it like that, even if I had the time or the tools. But for Sophie, it looks like that naturally. So I was, like, wow, everybody has such nice hair. And also for context, my hair is not even half of the length of theirs. Like, their hair reaches down to, like, their waist, and mine, like, barely touches my shoulders. So that's cute. Yeah. Um, <laughs>
2: Our, actually yeah we had a photo shoot yesterday to work on something I don't know if I should spoil it but we're gonna work on something with those pictures um and yeah I remember I saw Ava's hair down and I was like oh my gosh wow it's it's like okay it's really long but the thing is it's not like scraggly at the ends
3: like sometimes <laughs> you see that, it not, is. like I need to cut it soon because there's a bunch of split ends but I mean you can't no, really but see
2: there oh. isn't like it's so silky smooth all the way down mm-hmm. and I was braiding mm-hmm. it um, and it was just it was so nice it was nice and thick and it's smooth and it's sleek
1: and it's shiny and I was like Ava
2: why don't you love your hair like if I had your hair I would just go be a princess or something
1: that Ava too. has American girl doll hair oh my god that's a perfect way of saying it like she has like
0: doll hair you know what I mean
3: but oh. Sophie same
0: thing with you and Lauren too Like, I know we're kind of on this Ava's hair, like, like spiral. Like, we're on the Ava hair train right now. But (laughs) same thing with you, Sophie. Like, your hair was the same length as mine. And then we, like, recently saw each other. And this was, like, the first time you had it down, down, like, like, where I could clearly see it. And I was like, what the heck? Like, her hair is, like, down to her waist now. And mine stayed the same length for an entire year. It's crazy. Sophie, you have really nice hair, too. Same thing with Lauren. Like, Lauren is, like, the fairy of our group. Um, she has this very, like, ethereal, like, she's just, like, yes, you know? And then Ava <laughs> is, like, the princess. And then Sophie is, like, the doll. And then I'm, like, you know... <laughs> would just <you> stop, <laughs> <laughs> yes. yeah, stop there. But yeah, I think a lot of people overlook the importance of hair. But yeah, it can tell you a lot about your identity, which is why.
2: <laughs> it can. It
0: can. <laughs> um, it can? Why I kind of want to talk about like my own hair journey too. Cause if yeah, y'all are wondering, it. um I used to have pretty yeah, I do have really thick hair. Um, and that's like the one thing my mom was insecure about. Um, she had thin hair and she told me that when she was pregnant with me, she would always be journaling and praying about how she wanted her baby to have thick hair. And I don't know if you guys have heard about the myth that if you shave your ha- hair, um, it'll grow back thicker. And I don't think that's true, but my parents believed it. So when I was about a year old, they just shaved my head. So, yep, I was bald. Um, (laughs) And my hair is really thick, but I'm pretty sure that's not why. Um, My dad's hair is really thick. But anyways, uh, yeah, I just never liked my hair. Um, I had a perm when I was 10. It was actually, like, kind of pretty, though. I had I just basically had curly hair Um, and then when I was in sixth grade no it was the summer before seventh grade so the summer of sixth grade um, I was like you know what I want to be blonde and not just blonde like yellow blonde I wanted platinum like not like almost white hair and I was like how do I do this so, one of our friends, um, she's, like, I don't know, maybe in her, like, 30s or something. But, yeah, she was my friend. <laughs> Anyways, she was, like, hey, I, like, know how to do hair. And she had dyed hair, too. So, I was, like, okay, I trust you. So, we went over to her house for a nice dinner. And then afterwards, uh, my dad left to go pick up some errands. And then all of my friends were there. And... She was like, okay, let's get ready. And she started bleaching my hair. And I, I didn't, like, say yes or no. I just let it happen. I was just like, you know what? This is, like, my fate. I'll accept it. Like, I'm ready to become beautiful. And then <laughs> I remember she was like, okay, this is, like, the first, you know, like, the first round of bleaching it. And I looked at it, and it's, like, this disgusting, like, mustard yellow. It's brown. It's brown. It looks like I, you know, it looks like what you're thinking of. It was terrible. And I was just like, it's okay. Like, we'll just get it lighter and lighter and lighter. And we eventually got it to the point where if we had done more bleach, my hair would have fallen off. So we just stopped and she styled it and she tried to curl it. And the thing is, I feel like even if you're good at hair, or your actual hairstylist, um, you might not know how to style like uh, people's hair like according to their faces. So everybody would just style my hair according to how like it looked on them. And again, like I have like a pretty like long face, so they would like make these curls. And my face is so long that the curls like are like they make me look like George Washington. I look so bad. I look like Trump. I'm serious. And I'm not going to show you any pictures. But they just didn't know what to do. They were like, why isn't this bleach making her hair lighter? Why are these curls making her look like a founding father? And I was, like, mad. And then my dad came to pick us up. And he was like, "Oh, oh, my God. And he started laughing. And then at the time, my mom was studying. So she was in Chicago. And... He sent a picture to my mom and my mom was in the library and she received it. And she like gasped gasped out loud. She told me that like there were like 200 people in the library all studying and it was silent. And she went, oh, because (laughs) that bad. And yeah, my hair was blonde for a very long time until my mom finally let me dye it black. And even when you dye it black, like it fades so for the longest time I had like brown hair and it wasn't even like a nice like chestnut dark brown. It was like a like a like a cheap looking orangey caramel brown and it was so obvious that I dyed it. And over the summer I basically cut off 2 inches every week. So my hair was like almost um to my like ear It was really short. Um, And now it's like a little bit, like a centimeter past my shoulders. Um, I don't think it grows that fast. But yeah, I think part of me just wanted to have blonde hair. And the other part of me just wanted to look pretty. And trust me, I did not look pretty. So uh, that's like kind of my experience. And now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like really sad because it's not something I can ever take back. Um, There's this term like virgin hair and it's basically referring to people who have never like uh, highlighted or like bleached or dyed their hair in any way. And I don't have that. And it's really like, interestingly, like sad to me that um, my hair, even though I've already cut maybe like six inches, um, it still has a lot of Brown left in it. And I'll still have to continue to cut it. And it's almost like, it's almost like embarrassing to me. I think the lesson is to uh, be very careful and do it in moderation. Maybe start off with highlights and don't do a full head of bleach like I did. Um, And also maybe get it professionally done. I promise you it's worth the money. Um, And yeah, some people just like look really good with highlights. Oh, wait, I've gotten highlights, too. Guys, there's a part two to the story. Uh, yeah,
3: I I got the stories
2: mixed up. But yeah, I remember this one time Grace texted me. and She's having like a breakdown and she was like, Sophie, they're dyeing my hair. I don't want them to dye my hair. And then I'm like, why are you getting it dyed? And it was this whole long story. And I was like, oh, my gosh, Grace. So that's why she doesn't she doesn't like highlights. i'd say if you're getting your hair dyed that's (laughs) awesome like do it because you want to though like do it on your own terms don't just let people randomly dye your hair grace (laughs) okay okay we need a backtrack that's so
0: funny i forgot about that i like blocked that entire uh week out of my head like i just try to forget all the memories but basically um I don't want to like get too deep into it because they might be listening, but I have these very, very dear family friends. They're basically like my second family. And for a gift, she was like, let's go get our hair done. And I had a very like bad experience because there are some people who just like don't take no for an answer. And it wasn't my family friend. It was actually the hairdresser. And the hairdresser was just like, I promise you, it's going to look good. Like, I'm, like, so good at this. And they were like, God, yeah, Grace, like, trust her. Like, she's going to make you look good. Like, don't worry. And um, my family friend, her daughter actually does have highlights. And I was like, well, I mean, you know what? I'll do it. And I was like, okay, I'll do it. And then when I got in the chair, I looked at my hair, and I was like, oh, my God, like, what I need to do right now is grow it out and cut it off like I can't afford to like get more bleach in my hair done so I got in the chair and I was like hi so I'd like a little bit of a trim so as you can see like I have these like orangey brown parts in my hair like can you just cut them off and she was like you know what I have a better way of doing it instead of cutting off the dyed parts I'll just add more bleach into your hair to connect it with your roots. And I was like, excuse me? And she was just like, okay, just trust me. And I looked at my mom and my mom was like, oh, no, like, I don't think she wants highlights. Could you just please give her a trim? Or like, she doesn't have to get anything done at all. And then my family friend was like, no, 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 trust her. She's a really good hairdresser. And again, I think we were like, I don't know, not getting it done for free, but I didn't have to pay for it. So I didn't want to be like asking for something else when the only thing I was offered was highlights and it was this whole thing I got the highlights I texted my dad uh my dad drove me to Panda Express um I got orange chicken and I cried
2: yeah (laughs)
3: <laughs> and then she would like post
2: on her story. She's like, "Guys, I'm starting to like it." And then two minutes later, she'd be like, "No, I don't. I don't like it. Don't get highlights." And that was funny because that was like a month before, or not a month, like a bit before I got my highlights.
0: <laughs> so while we're on the topic of my hair journey and Sophie's hair journey, and our nose journey and our eyelid journey, we still have a long way to go when it comes to accepting and loving ourselves and. Even though, like I've said, we're not completely, like, you know, fully, like, in love with ourselves, um, I still want to take this opportunity to give advice or just share a little bit more about how we deal with our insecurities. And yeah, I think Lauren, I think you should start only because Lauren is the mom of the group and... I don't know. You're just so beautiful and it's hard to imagine that you have insecurities, but I know that you probably like do because everyone struggles with it. So can you tell us like how you deal with it?
1: Um, Grace, thank you for the compliments, but it hasn't always been me being super confident in everything I have. I've definitely had my moments of being like, oh, like why do I look like this? I want to change this. I want to change that. And I don't know something that really helped me is looking at like this is so cheesy and it's so mainstream but like it's what worked for me is finding like these body positive pages and then they'll have art and it'll be like highlighting features that are often seen as things aren't good like one thing I have saved is like a illustration of a woman laying down and it just says tiger stripe club and it's her stretch marks and It's, I don't know, it's like little things like that that help me. And also, I don't know, realizing that the people in the media also feel this way, even if they are that perfect body type and realizing that everyone has their insecurities and don't let their insecurities become your own. Like you shouldn't have other people be in control of what you're thinking, because that was what was so damaging for me. So Lauren, you said that you've
0: been in a situation where people aren't necessarily pointing out things about you, but it's more of them pointing out things about themselves. And you're like, huh, should I be thinking about that? Or like, well, what do they think of me if they think about themselves like that? Um, if I feel like I would uh, probably get myself in those situations too. And I don't have your confidence to be like, hey guys, don't talk bad about yourself. So how would you deal with that? Like, if you were put in that situation right now, how would you go about that?
1: Right now? Um, I don't know, because I think I've definitely progressed past that. But I think just, like, remembering your worth. Like, you're worth so much more than what you look like. You, like, someone could be the prettiest person ever, but have the worst personality and be the rudest person. And that will make them a bad person. So, I don't know, remembering what's on the inside, as cheesy as it is, and also recognizing that those are their problems and not yours. And it's not your job to fix them. It's not your job to take on their insecurities, to be like, oh, I feel this way too," when you really don't, because that can be a whole internal struggle. It's just remembering you're yourself and you don't need this other input. Wow, well, preach preach
0: preach i this think this why lauren is the mom
2: yeah definitely yeah i've definitely learned a lot from lauren in that respect like whenever i'm feeling bad about myself lauren's just like hey hey, hey, hey you're beautiful i'm like dang she's right i am beautiful. <laughs> she is preach yeah and i think part of what helped me is like finding people that really do uh love you and support you because i feel like they're gonna be there for you when you're not feeling your best which I think is really important cuz like the the thing you don't want is to just be alone with your thoughts. Um and Lauren knows this. I literally call her like every single night and complain about something. So, <sighs> you know, just getting things off my chest, but <sighs> like um I've had a I've had a long journey when it comes to my self-image and I know you guys know this. Um our uh, listeners may not, but I have had a lot of trouble um, with my body and everything, and it took took me a long time to actually start to accept what I look like and stuff like that. I think what helped me, okay, first of all, therapy, but I don't think I can really like that's not something everybody has access to. So I think part of it is just realizing that like I'm healthy, and I, you know, I need food uh, to be strong and play sports and do things that I like. Uh, knowing that my body is how it's supposed to be because I'm healthy I'm happy and I need I need muscles and body fat and everything so that I can uh, continue doing things that I like and I think just knowing that I am how I'm supposed to be like I'm I'm in shape obviously because I play a competitive sport like just because your body isn't super duper skinny or anything like that, that doesn't mean you're not in shape. Like everybody has different body types. Like I've seen a lot of like D1 athletes and stuff. They don't have that hourglass or whatever, because like, that's just not how everybody's body looks. Um, what matters is that you're strong and you're healthy and you can do what you want to do with your life. And I think just I don't know. Going into quarantine kind of helped me because I didn't have to worry about anybody seeing my body. And I realized like I'm a lot healthier when I can just eat whatever I want and I'm not like beating myself up for it because there's no reason to. They're just you don't have to look like um all the models in the media because realistically only I don't know, two percent of people look like that. And I think realizing that, like you're who you're meant to be. Your body is perfect the way it is as long as you're healthy and happy, that's all that matters. I think something that's really helped me is um, recognizing your favorite features about yourself and like highlighting those and thinking about those and um, appreciating them, I think. Like uh, you guys know, I have one dimple on my right cheek and (laughs) it's like my favorite thing about myself. (laughs) I've kind of gotten more skin on my face since I've started to, you know, eat more. And at first, I was kind of scared of that. But then I was like, wait a second, my dimple is more visible like this. And it's like, that's kind of a childish way to think about it. But I've, it's helped me accept, like body growth and everything. Because I'm like, as I'm growing, I'm realizing, or I'm like, I'm recognizing these features that I've never noticed on myself before. Because I don't know, I feel like ever since I've started to grow more, um, and have more skin on my body, I've realized like, like, I, I like this version of me better. Cause I feel like this is who I'm supposed to be. Like, I'm not, I'm more unique this way. <laughs> like I'm not just a box anymore. Cause that's not who I'm supposed to be. I, I have, like, I have the shape that I'm supposed to have. And I think it's really unique because I'm like discovering that like my, my body is different. And I think that's really special. There are features about myself that I've never gotten to see until now. And now I really highlight them. Like you guys know this, my lips. I also really like my lips. So I talk about them a lot and it makes me feel better about myself. I'm like, okay, sure. I don't feel great about these other features, but at least I have a dimple or at least I have nice lips sort of thing. And it's not the best way to go about it, but I think I think it's just good to hype yourself up and like recognize what features you like about yourself the most.
0: I kind of have the opposite mindset when it comes to dealing with my insecurities. Like Sophie and Lauren kind of mentioned how you should just accept yourself and, you know, think about the things that you like and your best features. And while all of that stuff is true, um, what I, what I found is that you just need to go for it. Like, you just tell yourself that you are hot. And that has helped so much. And when it comes to things like, I don't know, for a really long time, I wasn't happy with, like, certain parts of my body. And I could have just, like, sat around and been like, oh, my God, I'm so ugly and stuff like that. But I didn't. And I was like, you know what? I might not be built exactly like these Instagram models, but I can like get close to it, you know? And I can look better and I can always feel better too. So I like started eating better. I started eating really clean, like um, working out more. And those are things that you can do. And there are some things you cannot change about your body, but you can always become a better version of yourself whether it's by eating cleaner or exercising, taking care of your mental health, taking care of your skin, your hair, your nails, all of that stuff. It's not really something that you can just like sit around and accept because if you really want to change it, like you can. And um, we live in a world where with all the technology and the plastic surgery, um, things are so accessible. So if you really feel like you want to change something or, do something. I mean, like, just go do it. It can be as big as getting a nose job or getting your nails done, but try to learn and accept yourself because no matter how much plastic surgery you, you do, if you don't accept yourself, you're just going to want to do more and more. But if you learn that, like, wow, like, I'm still beautiful, but it'll make me really happy if I go do this, then you can go do it. And just remember that you're not in control of everything, but if you can start being in charge of the things you can control, like your health, then I think you'll definitely see results and uh, progress and not only your physical, but your mental health. That's just what I've learned. It's a little bit harsh, but um, that's sort of my mindset. And another thing is a lot of the times when I used to make mistakes, I would be like, Grace, you're an idiot. Like you're an absolute like failure. You're a waste of oxygen. And halfway, like as a joke, but I was kind of being serious and I realized that my mental health was just getting worse and worse because I kept telling myself, Grace, like you're so bad at everything. But another way to look more confident and also not like degrade yourself is to like say good things, compliment yourself um it's really cheesy but yeah you just need to look at yourself in the mirror and be like okay I'm hot like yes I'm like such a baddie like wow I'm so beautiful I'm better than every well actually maybe not that but you know what I mean you just keep feeding compliments to yourself and one day it'll actually click and you'll believe it and after that there's like no turning back and confidence is the most attractive thing so that's one thing to think about um that's sort of the advice that I've given to myself and I've taken. Everybody um, needs different things. So maybe take Sophie and Laura's advice if mine doesn't resonate.
3: For me, I do have a lot of insecurities, but I just tell myself that there's better things to be worrying about than your looks and things that you can't exactly control. And your looks just don't really make up your whole personality and all the things that you can do. Like, it's, it's such a small fraction of yourself. Like, I know, I don't really pay attention to looks when I'm like, I don't know, when I think someone's personality is good. I'm not like, oh yeah, but their looks dictate everything. Like, it's really such a minor thing that I just tell myself, it's not the end all be all. There's other, you have other talents, so you can do other things and you're strong and beautiful in those aspects. So I think focusing on the positive sides of yourself, even if it isn't really or anything helps a lot with dealing with insecurities and stuff.
0: We kind of all had different methods of learning how to love ourselves. And to be honest, it's not something that's going to happen overnight. It's definitely a journey, um, whether it be a month or three months or a year or even more. You'll get there eventually. And please take our advice with a grain of salt, because, you know, like I've said, Um, different things work for different people and I hope that you've gotten to know us a little better and you've gotten to know about our insecurities and we're very human so we hope that you can acknowledge that and mostly we hope that you enjoyed this episode and before we close um, Sophie has an announcement to make so I'll pass it over to her.
2: Yeah, so um, a while ago, there's this assignment for our radio class where you just um, do a five-minute podcast episode. And at first, I was thinking of just taking a clip from one of our episodes and putting it in. But then I thought about it, and I decided I wanted to try something new. So I made a solo episode about my regrets and lack thereof uh, regarding my mental health and my mental health journey. And, um, my radio teacher the other day, he was telling me like this, your stuff, like he, he was really impacted by what I said. Um, and he, he told me that like, it was really something special. Like what I made was something really special. And at first I didn't know if people would actually like it. Cause it was something new for me. Um, it was a scripted, um, recording rather than kind of a conversation piece. And I decided like, maybe, maybe this is something that the world would want to see, you know, maybe this is something that could help people because overall, my biggest goal would be to kind of help people um, who are struggling with their mental health. Because like, um, that's something that is really hard to overcome. And I want to be someone who can help. Um, and so I was planning on releasing this episode that I'm talking about. Not quite sure when, um, but I, I think that is something I want to do. So make sure you guys look out um, for a release from me. It'll be on the Rice and Shine um, Spotify and the rest of our podcast platforms. And along with that, if that release goes well, Um, I was thinking of starting a mental health series, kind of, just because I have a lot to talk about. So I think most of my episodes will be solo, speaking on different aspects of um, my mental health journey and just mental health in general. But I will also probably be doing episodes with each of the members here. Um, Not quite sure when it's going to happen, just because I'm a little nervous. (laughs) like mental health is a big topic, but I do think that this is something that will be really good for me and for anybody who um, wants to listen. I think it's something really important to talk about. And I really am looking forward to helping people. And if I've learned anything from my experience, I wanna share that. So just stay tuned for that. We'll probably put something up on our Instagram when I do decide to release the first episode and then the next episodes if I decide to do that. So stay tuned everyone.
0: Yeah, if that sounds like something that you'd be interested in, please look out for that. And also, if you're ever feeling like you need someone to talk to, our DMs are always, always, always open. So feel free to contact us, whether it be through Instagram or email. We're here for you guys. Um, Thank you so much for listening. We covered a lot, but we hope you learned something and enjoyed it. And thank you so much. We'll see you next time.